Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have a great guest on. And as you all know, my background is accounting and finance. Now I spend more time on the corporate finance and accounting side. So it's always a pleasure to bring on those that are experts in the field of tax. And as I tell business owners all the time, I mean, you do need to understand that, hey, a tax person is going to focus and specialize in that area. So you want to talk to someone that is a specialist in that area when you have questions. And another reason why I like this guest is because I heard her give a, a, a CPE class and it was one of the first times I was just like, wow, finally a CPA that is not completely boring because most CPA CPE classes are extremely boring. So I loved her delivery. I love what she was talking about. So I want to welcome to the show, Katrina Haynes. Welcome to the show, Katrina. Thank you so much. It's funny that you say that because that's exactly why I started teaching. I was sitting <laughs> on a class and I said, this is brutal. And the information was so good, but I was like, come on. And I said, I know I can do better than this. Let me let me make people as excited about taxes as, as I am. So thank you for that. I'm glad at least that that, is, that comes through in my sessions. <laughs> yes, you did an amazing job. And I, I think that, you know, because I think tax is one of those complex, complex topics that I think a lot of people are afraid of it. And even as I tell business owners, like you don't have to become a tax expert, but you do, you should get at least somewhat of a framework. So, you know, when you need to pick up the phone and call to say, Hey, you know what, that may have tax implications. Let me check on that before I just go out here and make that decision. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Charlemagne the God said, you need to have a board of directors, including an attorney, an accountant, a CPA, a speaker, a sneaker connect and a, bar a good barber. So I'm glad to be on that list. <laughs> so yes, I agree. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Now, before we jump into talking about, you know, your firm, Haynes and Associates, tell us a little bit about what was your background before you started your own firm? So I started in public accounting. So I worked for Arthur Anderson right out of college. I worked for Deloitte and Ernst & Young. And so dating myself a little bit, but back in those days, we didn't have tax schedulers per se. So you would um, go around to people's offices or desks with a pad and a piece of paper or a pen and a paper, and you would pick up work that way based on who had stuff on their desk that needed um, work. And so I ended up doing a little bit of everything related to tax. And it was always the expat work that nobody wanted to touch, but they always had a ton of work. So I was like, why don't, why doesn't anybody want to do this? I'll do it. And the more I did it, the more I liked it. I was always intrigued by international business. I didn't really know what that meant or what that looked like or how that could even play into an accounting degree. So I was starting to take something I was already curious about and then use my profession and kind of tie the two together. And just over time, I've continued to work um, in that space. I've worked mostly in public accounting, but I have worked in in-house. So I ran a global mobility program for a pharmaceutical company for one time, for a time. And then I also worked for what I call the best non-alcoholic beverage company in the world as their global mobility tax manager, just moving people all around the world 
and making sure that we as a company were compliant and that each individual person was compliant was probably the most challenging job that I've ever had, but also the most rewarding. But um, second, of course, to owning my own business. But, um, you know, it just, I, I've, I really enjoy what I do. I hope that comes across. I really, it's very exciting. I love when people present me with new questions. I, I feel like I'm solve, problem solving all the time. And so I just really enjoy it. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting is that, you know, a lot of people say, you know, when it comes down to, you know, studying tax, um, you know, it's one thing to understand the theory. And it's one thing for like, I, I get into this debate with people all the time. It's like, there's a very big difference between a tax professional, like someone who knows the tax and like, you know, someone who just does tax returns on the side. So when it came down to like really knowing tax, you know, what gave you really the comfort to say, hey, you know what, I want to start my own, like, I want to go through the process of building out my own organization around this skill set that I have. Honestly, I got, I don't want to say I got fired. We came to a mutual agreement that I was going to leave. So I was working for a company and I was put on the partner track. And every year, the requirements or the kind of the, the goalpost for what would get me to partner kept changing. First, it was you have to build $2 million worth of revenue. Now it's $3 million. Now it's $3 million, but all of your staff are going to be reallocated. And then now it's, you know, and it just kept moving. And so this, when I started, the partners were rich, period. They, they were extremely wealthy. They were rich for the rest of their lives. Um, over time, that's not the case anymore. I started to notice that um, partners that normally would fly first class are flying in coach, that partners that normally would have, you know, beautiful mansions were living in the same neighborhoods as me. And that's all fine. But what they require of you to get a little bit more wasn't as appealing anymore, you know? And so we got to a com we got into a conversation where basically I was never going to make partner there. You know, it, it just it, they 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 kind of pulled the you know it's like the the, the curtain back and the wizards there is like it's not going to happen, right? So um, so what happened in that moment was I literally had an epiphany in in the middle of a meeting and was like, just just give me a severance package, like I'm I'm gone, and I left that day. And as I was packing up my desk, I remember saying, this is the last time that any company is going to put me in a situation where I potentially can't feed myself or my family. And I started Haynes and Associates right after that. So, I mean, I, I think that that is, I mean, unfortunately, I think that that's something that a lot of people don't really understand because I think about the same thing when I went into, you know, public accounting, um, you know, the partners were seen as like this, you know, these very super rich people, like, man, they had a good life and everyone was talking about, hey, are you on the partner track? But as I started to get closer to some of them, and I started to hear some of the things that they talked about. And I'm like, you guys are complaining about the same financial stuff that everybody else is complaining about. Maybe you guys really aren't that rich. And I right. think it was a very distinct conversation I was having with one of the uh, one of the partners in the office. And he was just talking about this time where he was so stressed about something that like he woke up in the middle of the night and he was throwing up. And I was just like, yeah, I don't want that. Um, <laughs> And the thing too is, I literally was like, 
I could be chasing partner here for another 20 years, or I could leave and be my own partner today. Like, which makes more sense? Now they have more resources, but what I also noticed, because I worked big four for most of my career, and then I worked at a, a global firm, but it wasn't big four. And they fired partners like every other month. And I was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> like, you know, I'd never seen anything like that. And so then I'm like, so I don't even get that. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, what am I, what am I getting? You, I know what you're getting. You're getting two, three, five million dollars worth of income off of, you know, off of my efforts. I might make a couple hundred thousand. But then I started looking at, like, when I really started thinking about it, I'm like, you know, I know people with no degree, no CPA, no accounting experience that can open up a tax shop and make $250,000 between January and April. That seems like a better bet to me than fighting someone for maybe the same paycheck and then having that stress that you were talking about. Like, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's funny because every now and then I get a job opportunity or you know, people will say, hey, you're perfect for this role. And they're like, the, the work-life balance is great. This is, I'm like, there's literally nothing you can offer me at this point. The, the work-life balance is not going to be better than my work-life balance. <laughs> as you can hear, I got little kids running around right now. Like you can't, you can't make it better than that. So, um, you know, it's just interesting. I, I, I think it's good for some people. For me, where I was at that particular moment in time, I, I, it just wasn't going to work for me. I knew it wasn't. Um, and then I, I wanted to be a partner because what they told us was you get to run your own business. It's like being your own business owner, but it's not though. It's not at all because, and it's funny because I speak, I work with big four firms, well, not big four firms yet, but global firms. And I talk to their senior managers and directors and I have to explain to them how to sell work. Like you have to be selling work every single day and they don't get it because it's almost like um, if you live in a restaurant, there's always food. You don't have to do anything. You just show up and the food's there. Somebody's gonna come and bring you a plate versus if you're homeless, as you know, an example, every day you've got to make sure that you eat. Yeah. And so you're, every day you don't take it for granted. You treat, you, 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 you value what you're eating better and I think you take better care of all of it because you realize how, how lucky you are to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of relationships with, with big four firms and regional firms where I'm like, those clients you don't want, you can send them to me. I'm going to take good care of them. I'm going <laughs> to love on them because I know you don't want them. And I know you're probably not treating them well, but I love these people. <laughs> I think that that's one of those those, those interesting lessons of, you know, transitioning to, like I said, working in your field to now un- running a business in it to where, like you said, you are now having to bring the business mm-hmm. in and deliver the work in yep. your. So what has that journey been like, you said, making that mental shift from, hey, I show up and the work has been there to now, I need to actually be actively Pretty much, I need to become my own marketing and salesperson, yeah. and I need to deliver the work. What has that been like? Challenging because um, I recently realized that I suffer from imposter syndrome, which isn't necessarily about feeling like you're not good enough, but it manifests itself in other ways. And one of the ways is perfectionism, and you know, always wanting to be the best, always 
like over researching and always trying to prove yourself again and again and again. And so when you do that, it's time consuming. So just being able to ask for help, they call it like the superhero complex, which I call myself a superhero from time to time. So I'm like, I can't even say that that's not me because clearly it says that on my Instagram bio that I'm a superhero. So, um, you know, being able to stop and get help for things has been challenging, especially because, you know, we've been working for five years and for four and a half years, I've been by myself. So it's like giving someone your baby for the first time and hoping they're going to take good care of it. And, but it's worked out. Well, that was my, that was my biggest concern. And I've talked to other entrepreneurs and I'm like, well, what was your first hire? Like, because if you, if your first hire is bad, then it's like, oh, never mind. I knew I got to do it by myself anyway, right? And um, I talked to um, Scott Zaret. He actually runs CPA Academy. And he told me his, I hope I'm not, that's okay to say, but his yeah, first that's hire perfectly was horrible. Fine. <laughs> he said it was horrible. <laughs> he couldn't do anything right. You know, but then his second uh, hire is a, a young man named Matt, who's been there the entire time. I've worked with CPA Academy and he's awesome. He's really good. He knows his stuff. So he was like, even though my first hire wasn't great, my second hire was amazing. So you just kind of got to get back on the horse. So I think that was, that was the biggest concern for me is making that right choice um, and being able to delegate properly so that I can focus on the work that really matters because I do have to market. I do have to make sure that my clients are taken care of. I constantly have to be in people's faces all the time. I have to be on the phone. I have to do, you know, I, I get to do things like this just to get my face out there because I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we're very small today, you know, and the only way you get big is letting people know what you're doing. So, you know, it's been different, but I've used a lot of the tools that I learned at these other firms to do these things. So um, I'm glad I was paying attention because there, um, there was a lot of good learning that I got there that really translated well into this role. Awesome. And you mentioned the CPA Academy, which was where I first came across, you know, your CPA course. So what are the types of courses that you've taught over at the CPA Academy or any other types of courses that you teach? So my area of expertise is U.S. expat and foreign national taxation. So taxation for U.S. taxpayers that are either living and working overseas or foreign nationals that are coming into the U.S. And I was actually sitting on CPA Academy webinar when I had that epiphany. I was like, God, I can do so much better than this. And um, so I reached out to them and I said, hey, I know you don't know who I am, but I'm a member of CPA Academy, which is free to sign up. Love CPA Academy. And um, here's my resume here's some things I think we should talk about um, because I didn't see anything like that on the platform. Now there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of international stuff on there. There was none when I started working with them. And so I was like, let's just do a couple things. So there's three classes that I routinely host on, on um, CPA Academy, uh, intro to US expat tax, uh, intro to foreign national tax and FBARs and FATCA for individuals. The uh, FBAR or the form bank account reporting form is one of those forms that the IRS, not IRS, not IRS, Department of Treasury is using to put people in prison. So while the IRS typically doesn't do that, the Department of Treasury and the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network have created an infrastructure where they are legitimately locking people up for failing to file an informational form, not a tax form, Mm -hmm. an informational form. And so I can't remember what I was, what session I was on, but I remember thinking this is a, this is something that people need to know 
And these are other, these are a lot of them are CPAs, they're enrolled agents. They have these clients and they may not even realize, oh my gosh, I've never been filing this form for them. And, yeah. and then I talk about how to get them into compliance. So those are the classes I teach for them. For myself on my own website and on my own platform, I teach another 25 classes breaking down even further into expat tax. So we start talking about how to calculate the foreign earned income exclusion. How do you calculate the foreign tax credit for an individual? And then things about classes coming in 2021 for cryptocurrency, if you're an expat, how do you treat that? Or gift and estate taxation for um, international people, international student taxes. A lot of times people come over as students and then they transition into a full-time person and they don't realize what their tax situation was, what it should be now, how to transition from one to the other. So um, a lot of, and then just some basic entity things. So um, controlled foreign corporations, what do you do if you have a foreign partnership? So there's about, I think there's 22 classes right now, but there will be 26 as of January 1, 2021. Awesome. And where can people find those classes? What's the website? So my website is Haynes Help, H-A-Y-N-E-S-H-E-L-P, because that's what I like to do is help people. So if you go to the website, normally I have one webinar that's uh, um, an unpaid webinar. So complimentary webinars on the homepage, just so you can kind of get a feel for the information that I'm providing. And then I have, I host webinars Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern time, but I also have classes available on demand as well. So um, there's a couple of different options, but I try to, pe some people like the live classes because they get to interact and they get to ask a lot of questions and things like that. But then some people are like, I just want the information. So just, <laughs> just send me a link to the course. So we've got both options available. Awesome. Awesome. And, and I, I can say from what I heard in the CPA Academy class, yeah, you're definitely an engaging um, teacher and an instructor. And when it comes down to accounting, that's not a common thing. Like, that, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> that's not a common thing. <laughs> I can agree to that. I've had, um, I think, you know, we go to conferences all the time and some of them are just there. It's really a struggle to get through. I've had a couple that were really good, but they were all former accountants that were speaking. And um, you could kind of tell why they weren't in the accounting field. We get a bad rap, but it's, I mean, it's probably 99% of us that fit into that stereotype. So I get it, but I, I mean, I'll never forget one, um, one speaker in particular, her name is Courtney Kirschbaum she gave a presentation. I can't remember what it was about, but it basically had something to do with why are you wasting your time making other people rich? That's basically, that was the wow. gist of what she said. <laughs> and this was at an accounting conference. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? This? I literally I had an epiphany right in that moment. It was, this was the first. And then the second one was when I had the meeting and I was like, oh, okay. So Courtney was right. Um, wow. So yeah, and I, but she's a former, uh, I think either a former accountant or she used to work um, in, I know she used to work in the big four firms a lot, but okay. um, I, I remember her name. I don't remember anybody else who, um, who has been as engaging. There are a couple others, but most of them are either not talking about accounting or tax or tax technical, like, you know, like Courtney, um, there's, mm -hmm. there's very few that are on topic that I'm like, wow, that was really engaging. It's normally just, <laughs> let me sit through this and get my credit because I need credit for this, but it's going to be brutal. Or, you know, most people they're multitasking, but I, I, I get that comment a lot that I make it exciting and that 
the main comment that I get from CPA Academy is the classes should be longer, but because it is so animated, it takes a lot out of me to give an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so I it's like, I can't, I can't do much more than an hour. Cause, and that's why I keep my camera off too. Cause I'm moving around and I'm having a good time over here and I don't want to be distracting. So an hour is about all I have to give. I have a couple classes that are two hours, but most of them are an hour. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I completely understand. I did a, I did a speech at, um, I spoke at, did one of the trainings at an AICPA conference and afterwards like it was an hour long afterwards I sat down and my wife was like are you okay I was like I'm tired (laughs) especially to keep people up that are normally just very drab and you know to get them going it's it takes a lot of energy to do that so yeah Mm. you know you understand the feeling so absolutely absolutely (laughs) well before we wrap up the interview um oh the other question is so if someone's interested in the services that you offer um can they find it is it the same website name yes so haineshelp.com i have if you go to the contacts page you can either submit a question or you can actually there's a link to my calendar so you can just book time on my calendar to talk that's probably the best way to get in contact with me um, so if, you know, just go ahead and book time on my calendar and then we can just kind of talk through whatever questions that you have, especially if it's informative or if you're trying to look for someone to assist you with tax return preparation. I also want to point out that not only do I, in, um, assist individuals, um, so foreign nationals or expats, I also work a lot with other firm owners. So the reason I, I kind of tagged myself as Haynes help is because I, and this was more of a marketing thing, but really it's, it's, it's came out of my experiences at Big Four. We would have a lot of clients that would come to us that had their taxes done by someone else and it would be a smaller firm. And it was just all messed up. Gotcha. And it's not their fault because it's a small firm. We have, there's global firms that don't have this resource at this strength. So I understand that a smaller firm or a regional firm or even a national firm is not going to have this support. So one of the other things I do is provide back office support or front office support, depending on the organization, to other accounting firms. So um, if you have a client, you want to retain that client relationship, but you need help with a certain aspect of their return, then I help with that as well. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, one question I like to ask every guest that comes on is like, you know, when you think about, you know, your journey and you think about your area of expertise um, and what you've learned kind of along your journey, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other business owners? Two pieces of advice I would share with other business owners. One is don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) I think that as, you know, we get out here and especially if you're a solopreneur or if you have a really small group, you tend to, you don't get that those accolades. You don't get that good job so much. You, you know, you kind of have to give it to yourself or you have to have a team of people around you that'll say, man, that was a really good job. We tend, this is also part of imposter syndrome. Instead of focusing on the successes, we nitpick at the failures. So um, just being able to celebrate the successes and the wins instead of just pushing past them and going on to the next task, because no one is going to stop and say, hey, Katrina, you did a really great job or, you know, that was great handling that client situation. So you kind of have to do that for yourself. So that's one thing. The other thing is don't underestimate the value that you're providing. So I had when I started, I would um, 
I would cut my prices for people because I wanted to help. I knew this, you know, this person didn't make a lot of money and they really needed my help. And I would under, you know, I would cut my prices down to nothing just to be able to help that person. And those, every time I do that, those are the worst clients. They are the ones that (laughs) want the most, they need the most. They're so impatient. They're rude every single time. And every time I'm like, why did you do this? No better than this. And, and being okay with someone walking away because they can't afford your services. As small business owners, we're already pricing ourselves under what other organizations are pricing just because we don't have the overhead. So they're already getting a benefit coming to you because you don't have, even if you've got your own office, or you don't have nearly the amount of overhead as a Fortune 500 company does. My, my last employer for Christmas, we all got a Christmas gift. There's 10,000 people, 5,000 people <laughs> in the office. We all got a Christmas gift. And it may not be something massively expensive, but it's for 5,000 people, you know, so it's going to cost money. So anytime you are um, spending money with a small business owner, you're going to have that benefit of not having that overhead. So no matter what you charge, you're going to be charging you're going to be competitive. So don't cut your prices to win clients because, you know, you gotta, you gotta let those clients go. And I'm telling you every time I do it, I'm, I regret it instantly because it's always, I call them my problem child children. Like it's always a problem. It's always a way more time. And then they don't appreciate the, um, the fact that you've cut the price in most cases they feel entitled to just as much. So, I mean, and you're going to serve them regardless because they're your client, but sometimes they want more than or, um, or anything like that. So I would say, you know, just don't forget your value and don't forget the quality of the service that you're providing. And if you don't see it, get someone around you that sees it so they can remind you all the time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Katrina, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your story and your wisdom. Uh, We'll definitely include some links so people can find you online and definitely check out any of the courses that she's doing. You will be glad you did. You will learn and you will be entertained in the process. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.